Hello and welcome to True Hope Cast, the official podcast of True Hope Canada, where we take a deep dive into mental health's many physiological and psychological aspects. This is the show for you if you're looking for motivation, inspiration, knowledge and solutions. That's what we are all about here at True Hope Canada. And True Hope Canada is a mind and body based supplement company dedicated first and foremost to promoting brain and body health through non-invasive nutritional means. For more information about us, you can visit truehopecanada.com. Today's question we're going to finish the show with is going to be how can I recognize if a core trauma is affecting my everyday life? And my guest today is Dr. Tara Perry. Dr. Perry is a clinical hypnotherapist and doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine. She specializes in core trauma transformation, helping people get to the root of their biggest block, connect to their authentic selves and thrive in a deep, confident peace. For 25 years, Dr. Perry has successfully treated celebrities, Olympians, first responders, world record holders, doctors, scientists, teachers, parents, and children. She also has her own podcast, which is available on all major platforms. It's called Next Level Healing. Today, we're going to be discussing core trauma transformation. Enjoy the show. Okay, Dr. Perry, welcome to True Hope Cast. Thank you so much for being with us today. How are you? What's going well? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me here. I'm excited. Wonderful. Well, we're going to be discussing core trauma transformation today, something that you're a specialist in. And at the end of the podcast, we're going to offer some solutions to the question, something that we do on, on every show, is how can I recognize if a core trauma is affecting my life? So hopefully we'll, we'll build up towards that towards the end of the show so people can take some practical um, tips from, from this and take them straight into their life. But as an introduction, would you mind just telling us a little bit more about who you are and what it is that you do, please? Goodness, uh, such a long journey and such a worthwhile one. Uh, years ago, well, I grew up, uh, my dad was on the board of the Price Pottinger Foundation, which is one of the oldest nutritional foundations on the planet. So I was really lucky. I grew up with no white flour and no white sugar in my house back when they thought Twinkies was a vitamin. <laughs> my dad was also into Kenneth Cooper, so he was into aerobics before that became a hot thing. Um, and uh, went off into um, the entertainment business when I was in Los Angeles uh, for several years and decided I didn't feel like that was um, satisfying my soul and helping other people. Um, so I called up my homeopath one day and said, what would I do? I mean, I was working at the hottest uh, agency in Hollywood. But I called it my homeopath one day and I said, what would I do if I want to do what you do? Because I was really impressed with how he transformed people's lives for the better. And uh, when he told me, it's like God parted the clouds and said, okay, this is what you're going to go do. And so it, at the time, it seemed a bit insane because here I was leaving what er the industry everybody wanted to be in. And we had lawyers and MBAs working in the mailroom for minimum wage uh, because they were just so desperate to get into the business. Um, of entertainment, uh, but I was uh, more interested in in helping people really transform their lives. So I got into uh, acupuncture and nutritional medicine for, um, gosh, I was in Southern California with my offices in Santa Monica, Beverly Hills, and then Belmont Shore. I taught at UCLA and Emperor's College. And then I luckily found out, um, triggered by a patient of mine who had a bunch of trauma in her past. And when I discovered that she was accessing her subconscious mind uh, with the help of uh, a practitioner, um, I was like, okay, I, I want to know about that. And I swapped sessions with the person that that person had been working with. And I thought, okay, this is different. Um, this is a way to get into the subconscious mind at a deeper level. Um, I, I, I had known two of the top hypnotists in, in Los Angeles, but it wasn't, it wasn't as deep. Uh, I find that, you know, scientists now know that the conscious mind is only um, five to ten percent of our brains, while ninety to ninety-five percent is subconscious. So, to really use that powerhouse that is below the level of consciousness, our conscious mind is only processing forty bits per second, and our subconscious mind is processing forty million bits per second. So, I find, and over and over again, people are telling me that they've been in therapy for. 10, 20, 30, 40 years and didn't get what they were looking for. Whereas if they work with me and they get to the subconscious mind, find out what's really triggering those patterns, they're able to rewire them. It's, I almost say like people are on iPhone 14 running around on iPhone 4 technology. Nice. Um, so, so that lit me up and I am just so grateful to have client after client after client, you know, come with PTSD, stress, anxiety, um, 
you know, if, if you're under stress, then you're in fight or flight to some degree. And so your, your brain is saying, look, there's no time to heal. We have to run, we have to fight, we have to hide. You're in that mode of, of survival and the, the body doesn't function well in that state. It can't heal in that state. Um, I just recently worked with a fellow who had um, chronic back pain from an injury for 40 years. And fortunately, this fellow was an advanced meditator and had, you know, he knew the power of his subconscious mind. So when I said, you know, we can do acupuncture, but you've already done it. And, you know, it, your body should have healed by this amount of time. You know, if you break your femur, it's the thickest bone in your body. Under normal circumstances, that should be healed within eight weeks, better than ever before. So if that's not happening likely there's something in the subconscious mind that's not optimal. So we just went in, took care of it. And in six weeks, he had, you know, 80% less back pain. And I asked him, are you surprised about that? And he said, no, I know my mind's really powerful. <laughs> well, that's really cool. That's a, that's a whole lot to unpack. I, I have a question in regards to the beginning of your story. And it's funny how you say that you are fortunate to grow up in a, in a, nutrition advanced family because i read i've got two kids they're two and four years old and we read a lot of a lot of books a lot of these books come from the library and they're from the 90s and there are always these kids books and the breakfast that they always have in these books is, is cereal and orange juice and pancakes it's unbelievable it's in every single book mm, so it's like it's, it's programming <laughs> from everything from ev from everywhere and yeah my kids are you know they're bought, bought they're bought up on fats and proteins first thing in the morning and they have a very different energy level to a lot of other kids but you also said in your story that you w went to ask your, your homeopath how you can get on a similar path to him why did you ask that question like what was going on for you why did you because that was a very very different path for yeah, you. yeah i just didn't feel like my soul was satisfied i felt like i was in an environment that was very superficial um very backstabbing actually mm. um you know honestly people would smile at when they're on the phone with you and then hang up and flip you off i mean it was it, it just it, it wasn't it wasn't they, they weren't happy mm. uh it was a lot of money a lot of money and a lot of power but um, I didn't see much well-adjusted, happy people. I didn't see happy relationships. Um, I didn't see a lot of authentic, authentically happy people. And I, I felt like something was missing. Um, and when I looked at what my homeopath was doing, I thought, okay, well, that, that just felt right. It felt, I, I find that the more evolved people get, um, myself included, um, the more you want to be of service to other people. You want to see that the impact of your 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 life um, is positively impacting others. Um, really, on all levels, if it's you know somebody you're meeting at the grocery store and you give them a big smile or a compliment, and you know that can prevent somebody from committing suicide. Yeah, um, yeah, I just I wanted to do something where I I felt like I was making a massive impact on other people's lives in a positive way. And I just didn't see that that was happening in that environment. And I guess the thing that was noticeable is that I just didn't see a lot of happy people. Mm -hmm. um, I, I didn't see people that were, you know, authentically living in their hearts and and making a difference in other people's lives. I mean, it was glamorous and, and there was a lot of money, a lot of power. Um, I mean, it, that kind of power. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, it's... Um... It's in Hollywood and, and LA is interesting because I mean, just Hollywood as, as a whole, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't look an appealing thing. It looks like chaos and disorder of the most absurd kind. And yeah, it certainly doesn't look appealing. And when I go to like the supermarket and I'm, I'm buying my, uh, buying my groceries at the checkout and you see the magazines that are like, that are like stacked up there and it's like the latest hollywood heartbreak and you know and like i just think about how many wives has brad pitt had these people can't be happy and and i don't want to say normal but they can't be like happy and balanced and in a good place and it's like that hollywood environment is just like breeding these like kind of like psychotic individuals that i don't know love it so much that they can't get out of there but they are just like not in balance so it's amazing that you're able to recognize that that wasn't for you and you were able to get out of it because I, I bet you know so many people still who are still in Well, a lot race. of them ended up being my, my patients and they would say, oh, you're so lucky you got out. And um, I, I do feel that way. I, I, I just, 
I, I think honestly, for me to go to bed at night feeling good, you have to make a big positive difference in other people's lives. Um, I interviewed um, Jamal Wilkes years ago, uh, and we spent the entire hour talking about John Wooden. And John Wooden lived that kind of life where he he didn't consider a day uh, perfect unless he had done something for somebody else that they couldn't possibly repay. repay. Um, and he walked his talk and, and Jamal after an hour, you know, he's a multiple time NBA superstar. Um, you know, he was just so grateful that we had taken the time to, um, to acknowledge and, and, and praise the work of, of this man who had such a deep influence on his life. Amazing. Um, let's talk about trauma because well, I was saying to you just off, off, off air, just before we went live here, that we've had so many really cool practitioners come on onto the podcast talking about trauma, talking about their experiences with it, and now that they have the ability to help people through it after certifications, etc., and education. Why is trauma such a a big thing at the moment? What, what, what do you think about that from your experience? Great question. I think more and more, uh, even in business, pe businessmen are acknowledging, or the business community, I should say, is acknowledging that um, mindset is 80% of it. So uh, I, I heard a, a wonderful, and I'm sorry, I don't remember this man's name. I'm going to have to go track him down. But I, I heard this Navy, um, or sorry, this um, Special Forces uh, guy, you know, he had been through so many wars and so many uh, tactical things. And, and honestly, the most trauma that he had that needed work was after he went into business, <laughs> after he got out of the military, because the military helped him get through, you know, a lot of the debugging from uh, the, the missions that he had been on. Right. But uh, he said, just, you know, running a family and running a business in, in, in society is, is really traumatic and stressful. So trauma takes a lot of forms. It's not always you know, the, the child who was beaten when they were younger or sexually abused, which, and, and unfortunately there's a, a tremendous amount of that. Um, it's, it's basically any time we feel overwhelmed and like we're not enough and can't, can't survive, can't get through whatever it is we need to get through. So it's not so much what happens to us. It's our stories about ourselves, the world and other people that get embedded. And then those are the things that that live on. There's a guy named Donald Hebb, um, I believe it was 1948, that his um, his research work was accepted. It's called Hebb's Law, and basically neurons that fire together wire together. So when you have a powerful thought, such as, I'm not enough, I'm not going to survive, I'm overwhelmed, uh, I'm not good enough, I don't deserve, and all that stuff tends to get cemented in really solidly in childhood. And that's in the subconscious mind, which is why it's so difficult to resolve with therapy. But then you have a strong thought and that strong emotion and they wire together. And that's called Hebb's Law. And, and the reason I find that most of my clients are saying, look, I went through all this therapy, it didn't do anything, or it, it didn't help enough, or it was only mildly helpful is because it doesn't get to the subconscious mind and that firing and wiring that's going on at the subconscious level. So the whole trick is to upgrade that iPhone 4, you know, into the iPhone 14 that it really is. And to do that, I find it helps to go into the subconscious mind, which means relaxing the brain waves. You can't do it in this high beta state that we're in right now. You know, now we're multitasking. We can be aware of stuff that's going on in another room. But when you're in that relaxed alpha state where you're drifting in and out of sleep, that's when the subconscious mind is very accessible. And then you can find out, oh, that's what that feeling is. That's what that emotion is. That's what that need is that was cemented in there so long ago. And often it's a, just something way out of left field that people aren't even expecting. Sometimes it's exactly what they expect. Um, but I, so often I have people coming to me saying, you know, I just, I have this feeling and I don't know one gal, you know, who's on my Instagram and my YouTube, there's all kinds of testimonials on there. But she just said, you know, and her, her thing was a sugar addiction. She would go home and, you know, she's a beautiful, successful uh, business owner in the chocolate world. And um, she would go home at night and she would just feel like a roving monster was driving her to eat sugar. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, she had been through all kinds of programs and therapy and, and meditation classes and programs and 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 she says you can't solve the problem if you don't know what it is and there was you know trauma that she had suspected but she didn't really know and she was able to get clarity on that in our sessions and she says like the hooks are gone now they're 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 never coming back um she doesn't have that that roving monster forcing her to go and 
stuff herself with sugar to feel good because you know there was this need there and once the need is taken care of then you don't have to do things you don't want to do or behave the way you don't want to do, behave uh, because it, it's trying to satisfy a need absolutely do you have do you have a good definition of what trauma is I would say it's when uh, something happens, uh, and again, two people can go through the same identical experience, but one person might even get stronger from it, and another person can have their life ruined by it. And it's because of the ideas, the uh, beliefs that we come up with about ourselves, the world, and other people that end up traumatizing us. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And again, oh, it's, it's at a subconscious level, so that's where the challenge, I think believe comes in for most people is it's just it's too it's very difficult to resolve something that's going on in your subconscious mind those loops and patterns that are firing and wiring together and what do you think is the the root issue of a lot of people not being able to work through or deal with their trauma themselves do we have now in our culture a lack of skill of being able to do that did we were we able to do that were we more maybe connected with our mind and our body when we didn't have all these incredible distractions like Instagram and Disney World? Um, were we much more connected to who we are and connect, a lot more connected to nature, which obviously, you know, if you, you're constantly in a high beta state as you're talking about. And I think we should we should um, explain to people a little bit more what, what that is, because not everyone's going to be familiar with, with the type of brainwaves that we have. We'll jump back to that. But do you think that we just have this massive lack of connection and we're unable to deal with our own things and actually feel what we're feeling like where where where's this lack coming from where we need and have to seek out like a trauma expert like yourself there is so much to unpack with that question simon it was a great 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 question i have this cartoon in the other room it's a it's a camel uh flattened on the ground with all these sacks on its back and when somebody says, what, what do we need to do to get healthier? Well, start removing the sacks and the sacks take all kinds of forms. It can be, you know, self-punishment, uh, negative self-talk. It can be environmental toxins. It can be not enough love. It can be loneliness. Um, it can, you know, be parental abuse. It can be all kinds of things. Uh, um, so yeah, therein lies the the magic formula is is helping people find out what that thing is that can help less you know how do we start pulling those sacks off um i think podcasts are a great way to start you know plugging into good useful information um i don't think mainstream media um has a lot to offer because unfortunately you know i used to do broadcasts out of angel stadium and in Anaheim and, you know, I had my sponsors and you never, you can't say stuff against your sponsors. And when you look at who's sponsoring most of the, the news, you know, it's people that want to sell you stuff. Um, so the news is never going to conflict with that. And the news will support that actually, <clears throat> because that's just the way it has to be yeah. um, to run that business. So today we're seeing a lot of people branching off into podcasts and, and find something that is a good source of information. Um, look at the outcomes that people are getting with whatever it is they're doing, whether it's, you know, Vemhoff's breath work or meditation. I mean, there's voluminous information about how meditation is important. Um, getting out into nature grounding. Um, I, recently read a book and I'm hoping to interview the author uh, called uh, Don't Sleep, There Are Snakes. And it's about a guy that lived with the um, Pitaha in the uh, in southern in the Amazon. And, uh, you know, they don't use their brains the way we do. We are very compartmentalized. We we um, we have categories for things. We're very left brained people. And, and people who live in nature that are totally in the present moment and totally aware of their present surroundings are, are more right brain people. Um, and, and truly, it's the left brain that causes all our suffering. It's the ideas, the beliefs that we come up with about things. And, and, and so much of them are just wrong. Um, I'm going to be interviewing Jill Bolte Taylor, who had a complete stroke of her left brain. And, uh, and what was so revealing about that, she's a neuroanatomist. She knew what was happening to her and ended up documenting, you know, the recovery, but also what it was like to live without that left brain, that mm -hmm. left brain wow. that categorizes things, that labels things. Those are all fake things that the brain puts on 
on nature um, in an attempt to understand it. And um, I interviewed another fellow named uh, Chris Niebauer who wrote uh, No Self, No Problem. And there's been studies where they looked at people who had had the corpus callosum, which is the connection uh, tissue between the right and the left hemisphere severed uh, because they had horrible seizures and it was the only thing they knew to help these people at the time. And they found that they were actually quite functional with that severed, uh, but they were also able to test how the right and the left brain function differently. Um, and guess what the left brain, that, that categorizing, naming part of the brain does when it doesn't know the answer to something? I don't know. It makes it up. Oh, that's good. It literally just makes it up. Well, but but it doesn't matter whether it, what it, the answer that it comes up with is true or not. So what we have to learn from that is how much stuff is my brain making up that just isn't true? <laughs> oh, yeah. So much. So when I'm working with somebody, there is usually a belief that's embedded in there that isn't true and it isn't serving that person. It's like people are walking around with anchors that they're not even aware of. So I feel like I get to let people out of prison for a living. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I think that we are so so far removed from our traditional nature as human beings to be very much in, literally living in nature all of the time, being connected to the ground, connected to the sky, connected with our food and, and trees and all these wonderful things. And our culture now has evolved to a point where we are, and you know, we've gone from a, you know, a, a collective community to very single individuals we can just have our phone and that's kind of like all we have and people tend to survive survive that way but our you know our genetic biological code is not not really set for that so i feel like yeah we have lost the skills and the ability to actually think and feel in a way that we need to get over traumatic events that inevitably are going to happen in our lives but when they do come up as young kids for example no, our brain makes things up to get us through them, I guess, as a survival mechanism. And, and that can very much lead to serious disorders, I guess, when, when, when people get to, to a, a, an older age. And it's, it blows my mind that, you're, that individuals like yourself are able to work with people with you know, deep-rooted things that happened to them 50 years ago. And they're still able, you're still able to like get into that and heal it and get through it. Like, it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, can you tell us that we touched, you touched on about um, beta brain waves when we're kind of in a high stress state, like you and me, like right now, like thinking and talking, and then we have these alpha state. Can you tell us what the connection with that, with the, like a fight or flight individual stress state and the actual ability to access a subconscious mind and um, what the, the difference in, in brainwave would, would be if you wanted to get to that point? So that's a great question. And so beta doesn't have to necessarily mean stress. It can just be, you know, aware of a lot of things, multitasking, things like that. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, it's also helpful to compare it to the animal community because animals don't have this crazy active left brain like we do. You know, they're very much in the present moment. So if you see a deer out grazing in the forest, you know, it's happy. It's in, it's, in, it's, 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 immune system is functioning, its digestive system is functioning, its hormonal system is functioning, and then all of a sudden it sees a coyote, and all of a sudden alarm bells, alarm bells, alarm bells, it goes into, you know, fight or flight, you know, the brain waves are, are extremely active, its pupils are dilated, its, its blood is shut down from digestion, it goes out to the uh, periphery so that it can run, it can hide, it can fight, it can do whatever it needs to do to survive, but then as soon as that threat is gone, you know, it looks around and it goes, okay, I'm okay. And it goes back to grazing and its immune system goes back on and its hormonal system turns on. And humans just, because we have this crazy active left brain, which is neither good nor bad, but it's how we are and how we've evolved. Mm -hmm. um, we, we tend to get stuck in that danger, 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 because, you know, we're, we're paying bills, we're, we're, you know, trying to please the boss, the family, whatever, whatever, whatever. There's a lot on our plate. And if we have those beliefs that are wired into the subconscious mind that I'm really not that good enough, I really don't deserve, I'm really a bad person, whatever we picked up from mom, dad, the world, um, brothers, sisters growing up, it, it just, again, it's like carrying around a, a backpack that you don't need to be carrying all around. It's like you're trying to get up a hill, but you're you've got this 150 pounds that you don't need to be taking with you. Um, so uh, I hope I answered your question. I feel like yeah, I, 
I went around in circles there. <laughs> no, you did. You did, and I love the I love the deer example. And there's actually videos you can see of deers literally like shaking themselves to go from that fight or flight back into that parasympathetic rest and digest state. Like they actually go through like a physical process to get themselves back in it. And it's a, you know, it's a really interesting example of kind of how we don't regulate ourselves as human beings. Obviously, we have a a fight or flight nervous system for a, for a very good reason you know like we want to be able to be alert and have adrenaline pump, pumping through our bodies to be able to get ourselves away from danger or fight if we need to but we also need to be able to get back to a place where we're able to digest our food we're able to think rationally etc and i think that so many like chronic disorders that we see within our culture are steadied from the fact that people are, are in fight or flight for most of their day, they wake up in it, they grab their phone, etc., and go through their day. And the last thing they see is their screen as well. And you have a your your ability to digest nutrients and get them around your body and fuel your body with the single base ingredients it needs to produce hair, skin, nails, liver cells, etc. You're not going to be able to grab those nutrients from your food when you're in a when a stress state. You literally don't have the blood, the energy, the chi, whatever you want to call it, 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 in that area to break that down, to utilize. So that's when it's really, really a great idea. We've seen so many people using like a, our, like a broad spectrum micronutrient product to consume. Even when you're in a stressed state, the, the, um, the, the ingredients are so bioavailable that, that they're uptaken and they give people the ability to re- recover in a way where they're not going to be nutrient deficient, which is going to hopefully not lead to... F- further issues with what they're seeing and you've got this really so you're a doctor of acupuncture and chinese medicine correct yes and i'm you know i studied a lot of tcm when i studied nutrition and i found the i found the the, the pulse diagnosis and the the tongue diagnosis eye diagnosis like really really fascinating and i really loved the connection with different disorders different body types for example as well with um with different organs within the body so if you go and see a, China, a, a, T, a TCM practitioner like yourself, um, they're going to obviously you're going to go through an intake form. They can even look at you and give you like a diagnosis of what's going going on, and they'll be able to pinpoint that to a different organ, and that's obviously where they work through the meridians. Mm-hmm. Really amazing work. Mm-hmm. Um, but my question is, what would what's the uh, the TCM diagnosis of trauma, and how like somebody who's got I don't know, there's so many different so many different examples of trauma, but let's just use it as a broad statement. Somebody comes in with a traumatic event that's happened to them and that's their kind of root cause of their disease. Mm-hmm. What, what would be the, the, diagnostics, the diagnostic steps for a TCM practitioner? So that's a great question. And everything in TCM is individualized. So again, it doesn't matter what happens to us. It's how we respond to it. So one person, you know, might become very angry and might develop more of a liver problem, uh, a liver excess problem, which is rampant in in our world. Um, And and actually having the liver channel addressed is very relaxing. Um, You know, any anytime you let go of that backpack that you're carrying around, I mean, people, people who do my work, you know, they often, it's, it's a mixed thing. It's like they're, they're more energized, but they're also more relaxed. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a delicious combination of both. Um, Somebody else might feel intensely afraid and have the kidney uh, energy damaged. Um, Somebody else, um, uh, you know, if they're, if they're more of an earth thing, they might have their, their spleen meridian impacted by that. Um, Somebody that's more susceptible in the heart might have that organ system affected. So by looking at the tongue, by looking at the pulse, by hearing what the person's symptoms are and what triggers uh, either make them feel better or worse in their life, you can get more of a clear symptom picture. It it typically comes down to energy not moving the way it's supposed to move in the body. It's like a river. Uh, Chi is often related to some type of body of water, whether it's a spring, uh, a well, a a river, a a stream, an ocean. Um, And 
and when if if you if you picture like a healthy river and the water is abundant and it's flowing and it's clear and it's beautiful and you want to drink it um and then there's like a dam that plugs it up and it becomes stagnant and the body is very much the same way so the the reason people feel so energized and relaxed typically after an acupuncture treatment is because you've removed those blockages and the energy can flow um my personal jump has been that by working with the subconscious mind, I find that that's even deeper and more permanent um, and faster. So that's been my go-to um, for pretty much everything. Uh, and 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 it's funny, they work completely differently, but they also affect the body the same way. Yeah, I when I studied when I, I studied nutrition for three years, and I was I was thirty years old when I went into this when I went into this program, and I'd not been to school for twelve years, and I had the combination of being very a very excited, mature student, as well as just, I was just so into nutrition and food and all these other modalities that went around with like holistic health. I was just so excited about it, and there wasn't a day go by where I wasn't researching and studying, and my brain was it was very very hard for me to shut my brain off. And then I was going into community acupuncture sessions where there were they had these three lazy boy chairs out and you'd see your practitioner. It was very quiet. It was really beautiful and they're lovely music. I had some nice tea before. You lie you lie there and you get the needles in. And one thing for me is like I like I just like to move and go. Like I played sports my whole life. You can't move with a needle in you. <laughs> you can, but you're gonna regret it immediately. And you're not gonna do it again. So you're lying there with these needles in, and once you're okay with that, like over the off the first or second session, you just start to feel your body and being with stillness. And we just we, we don't do that consciously. We'll go to sleep for sure, but we're obviously sort of rolling around in things, but there's not many times in our life where we are um, consciously aware that we are keeping still with our body. It's a really fascinating thing to go through. It's like when people like finally break through the difficulties of meditating when you first start doing it. Like you're, you'll sit there and your your mind will tell you'll tell everything to your body to get up, or your body will tell everything to your mind to get up. You know, there'll just be this disconnection between both of them and you you you'll just want to get up there and do something. There'll be an itch you have to scratch. There'll be this thing you think you need to go and do but having to like sit your mind and telling it to like stay like a pet dog it's really really fascinating and super interesting and yeah acupuncture if you've not tried it it's a really really wonderful thing and the research for acupuncture now is absolutely staggering in regards to i don't know back pain to other oh, so many different things i'm not an expert in acupuncture so i'm not going to pretend to be but i've done it for so many great things for knee injuries for soccer back pain for having small wild children and it's just a really amazing thing. And if you just want to like have a one hour incredible restorative sleep that you definitely need, go and book an acupuncture session. But it can, it can even restore uh, motion to a body part that you know has either lost it through a stroke or an injury. Um, I've worked with a lot of people in that department. Um, drop foot, which is when a, a bulge is uh, impacting the uh, nerves going down the leg and the person's not properly picking up their foot. Mm -hmm. I've reversed that several times. So Bell's palsy is another, you know, wonderful thing that acupuncture treats. Uh, I, I actually own the, do the, the domain name Bell's palsy solution.com. <laughs> nice. I like that. Uh, which, you know, I, and that was, I've had it for years because when I was in China, you know, they taught us how to do that. And uh, again, it's just those nerve pathways. You're just waking them up and stimulating them to flow and run like they're supposed to. Um, typically with trauma, trauma is very contracting. You know, when you're in fear, you tend to want to hide and shut down and, you, you know, get like this, right? You yeah, disappear. Yeah. So like I, I've got people that grind their teeth and, and, you know, when you go back into the subconscious mind, you know, what is a three-year-old going to do when it's stressed out? You know, it can't fight. It can't speak its mind. It's just going to sit there and grit its teeth a lot of times. So when that's firing and wiring, then the person, you know, as a 40 year old or a 50 year old or a 60 year old can still be clenching their teeth when they get stressed. And it's just not a useful pattern anymore, but you can't change it with the conscious mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, years and years of meditation, but that can often take a long time for people. And, and I, I, all of my people I, that are willing to meditate, I encourage that because the, the, um, Joe Dispenza is probably leading the world right now and, and quantifying the results uh, of people meditating and what happens to the blood. I was in his microbiome study about a year and a half ago, and just in a week of, of 
um, a lot of meditation, uh, you know, your microbiome is measurably better. Now you could sit there and take probiotics for a year and, you know, maybe not see any difference at all, especially if you don't deal with the stress. Mm -hmm. But if you go into this delicious meditation, you're doing the breath um, and breath work, I do think is really, really important. Um, if you know, your listeners could go on Wim Hof's thing and he's got an 11 minute thing that I think has been seen by, I don't know, 70 million people around the world. It's really popular. Yeah. Um, and it's just 11 simple minutes, uh, you know, that you do in quiet and peace and, and, you know, just feel what it feels like to, uh, have that energy exchange with your breath. Yeah, we'll definitely get a couple of links to those. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Dr. Joe. I've been blessed to be able to go to a few, to a few of his events and, the. The thousand people like week long workshop was just like just completely changed my life in regards to what meditation can do. And especially when you are with a thousand other people who are completely in it as well. It's really it's kind of see I came I came back from it and my wife thought I was in a cult for a week. Oh, no, <laughs> but, but it, it's not. You know, it's it's um it's kind of like you have to be in it to really, really get it. If she was there with me, she'd be like all over it as well. I was just so pumped up and energized about what I could do with my own mind and my own body and being out, being wrapped around hundreds and hundreds of other people um, who, who were doing the same sort of thing. I went there as a, like to research and study him more because I'd done a couple of the weekend workshops and I wanted to dive in deeper into the work so I could help other people. But it ended up just being a complete therapy session for me and it was just amazing. So yeah, I'll, I'll send some, I'll, I'll put some links as he's got a couple of great books. Well, no, he's got three, three great books that you should definitely check out, but I'll put some links in the show notes for people to, to, to get involved in that work and that 11 minute Wim Hof video as well. Um, I want to ask you about um, core trauma transformation mm -hmm. and what that looks like. You've said a few times about working with the subconscious mind. I think for a lot of people who, who don't know much about it, can't really wrap their heads around that because it's not something that they can like physically see or touch or do or read on a lab report. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about like what what that would look like in a in a, in a, in a, in a session? Starting point that I have for people is if there's an emotion that you're struggling with, like that's been there for ever. <laughs> so many times I ask people, you know, how long have you been feeling that for, like my whole life? Um, so it, it could be, you know, not, not feeling enough, uh, not, you know, feeling um, lack of confidence. It could be fear. It could be uh, anxiety is a huge one. Just, you know, I, I'm stressed out and I don't know why um, it's, it's more stress than I should be experiencing given what my life looks like. Sure. Um, you know, uh, anger is another one. Um, anything that drives you to any kind of addiction. So whether that's cigarettes or sugar or shopping or sex or what whatever it is that you need to fill a hole that's imaginary that, you know, you just can't fill it with that substance. It just, it doesn't fill that hole. You need to fill that hole and then you don't need the substance. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I start there and it's like, well, what is the emotion? Where is it in your body? You know, what does it feel like? Is it heavy? Is it electrical? Is it empty? You know, if it had a color, what would, it, what would its color be? If it had a temperature, what would its temperature be? What triggers it? Um, when do you notice it the most? When is it not there? Um, and that's the, that's the beginning part. And then if we wave a magic wand and it's no longer there and you're in a state of something that you would give anything to feel on a mm. consistent basis, what would that be, you know? Tell me, tell me about that. Um, and so that's the roadmap. That's from, you know, if you're calling up a travel agent, you want to get from where you are to where you want to go, the travel agent's going to want to know where you are yes. <laughs> so that they can, you know, get you the proper ticket and then tell me where you want to go. So that's my little GPS roadmap to get you from where you are to where you want to go. Um, and then it's just a matter of connecting with those emotions. Um, I, the good news is, is I'm just a tour guide. I don't have to figure anything out. You don't have to figure anything out. Those emotions are going to take us right back to where that was cemented in. And then we can communicate with it and find out what it wants and what it needs. And, and it, it, it usually is something that people completely don't expect. If you go on my YouTube channel, on my Instagram, again, there's just story after story after story, you know, somebody who didn't sleep for seven years, more than three to four hours a night, they were starting to lose their minds. They had been through regular sleep therapy and they're like, Tara, I don't know what you did. You, you know, you never even mentioned sleep in the therapy and I, I didn't have to, I just had to get rid of the emotion that was preventing the sleep from not occurring. Um, so 
you know, people who have come with all kinds of PTSD from either, you know, uh, I had one gal that was attacked by a Rottweiler and was having horrible PTSD. She had six jaw surgeries. She was living in fear of more jaw surgeries, more pain, more fear. She had developed a choking disorder. So every time she went to the hot, every time she ate, she was at risk of going to the hospital mm. and, you know, nothing was helping her. So, you know, in her first session, she was like, oh my gosh, this is really different. Um, this is my solution. And, and sure enough, in a couple of sessions, she wasn't having the problem anymore. Um, sometimes I get somebody that knows where the problem got cemented in, like in her case, obviously she knew the dog attack was the, the source of the problem. Yeah. Um, but other times I just get people that are like, look, I, I'm struggling. Like one time I worked with a gallerist in Switzerland um, and she was an advanced meditator. Uh, she was a Joe Dispenza person. And she's like, look, I just, I used to feel okay asking for money when I was an attorney, but now as a gallerist, I just don't feel okay asking for money for other people's artwork. But, you know, their livelihood, my livelihood, it all depends on me being amazing for these people, but I just can't show up for some reason. So it was completely not expected what the answer was, but we just took her back to the, you know, that emotion, where was it cemented in and rewired it. Now she's selling paintings for, you know, 30 and $40,000 and having a great time. So um, I, I've had lots of people who don't feel comfortable asking for money. Um, one, one gal is a, a, an oral surgeon. She's phenomenal, but her sister's an even more uh, academically a, a achievement uh, yeah. oriented medical person. So uh, when they were doing their homework as, a, as kids, the father just you know, put her down in some way that she took to heart. She is a, a very loving, sensitive person. And, you know, she didn't let that go, that this unworthiness. I mean, it's the stupidest thing ever, but, you know, your subconscious mind doesn't care if you're happy. Yeah. It wants you to be safe. And if it gets the message that you're not okay, you're not good enough, you're not worthy, you're not safe, um, then it's it's going to fire and wire until something comes along to to disconnect that. Um, and reconnect something else. So I kind of create a yellow brick road for people from where they are to where they want to go. I make them a customized audio tape that they listen to each and every night in between the sessions. Um, I typically work with people over 90 days uh, and that uh, includes the three sessions with me plus a, a weekly mastermind group and some video support model modules. Um, but it's that it's kind of like learning a new language. It's like learning uh, a, a new sport. It's not difficult, but you do have to show up and you do have to want it because the subconscious mind prefers, well, the mind in general prefers a familiar hell to an unfamiliar heaven. And therein uh. lies the problem. The, the, and, and Joe Dispenza talks about this all the time. Anybody that studies this work knows that's the problem is your brain wants you to be safe. It thinks that familiar is safe, even if what's familiar is horrible. It's like Stockholm syndrome. Mm -hmm. You know, they studied these people who were enslaved by other people and they developed this empathy and caring for the people that abused them. Um, because again, what's familiar feels safe and your brain wants that safety. It wants that familiarity. So once the subconscious mind can go, oh, that's not what I want. That's a hot poker. That feels horrible. That's hurting me then it'll be willing to drop it. It's almost like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz when Toto pulls the curtain back and it goes, oh, this big scary thing that I thought, you know, I had to obey is just some idiot guy, you know, pulling levers back there. Then, I mean, how much power does that smoke and the billowing voice have it for you anymore? Yeah, it's a really, really great example. Wonderful. Um, we're just gonna finish off with um, the question we asked at the top of the show. I really love to give some people some, maybe some practical, ideas or things they can put into practice that's going to actually help them recognize that some some of these things might might, might be going on for them and most likely are so how can people start to recognize if a core trauma is affecting their everyday life great question so just notice how you feel um do you wake up with a smile on your face going oh my gosh this is a great day i'm excited to jump in and try new things or do you wake up going oh i don't want to be here <laughs> Um, yeah, we have 2 million new cells coming online every second. And if those 2 million cells are hearing how horrible life is and how awful the boss is and, you know, how difficult it's going to be getting through the day. And, you know, if it hears a bunch of negative messages, what are those cells going to want to do? They're going to, you know, I'm just going to go back to where I came from. Bye. <laughs> 
but if they if they hear hey this is going to be a great day there's people around that i care about i can't wait to be with them i can't wait to be of service to them i can't wait to dive into this new information that i'm all excited about you know whatever it is you know and and everybody's got something to be grateful for um there's a guy that I, I hope to be interviewing. Uh, his name is Nick San- His short name is Nick Santos. He's got a very long, but he, this guy has no arms and no legs. And, and he's the most able, his, his sister will say he's the most able person that she knows. He's got a great attitude. He even went and became an MMA fighter. I mean, hello, you know, what's your problem? Seriously. So when this guy looks into the camera and says, you know, tell me what you can do, uh-huh. you know, or he says, tell me what you get to do. Because we, I say, oh, I have to do this today. I have to mow the lawn. I have to go to the store. I have to pick up my kids, whatever it is. But if we change that, just, just the simple change of I get to do this because I can. All of a sudden, those two million new cells that are coming online every second, they're not going, oh, God, we have to do this. They're going, oh, my gosh, guess what we get to do? I mean, think about it. If you've got a six-year-old or a four-year-old or what, or uh, you don't want to get too young because then you get into the terrible twos. But But basically, if you go to a kid and say, guess what we get to do? You know, they're going to like, whatever it is, it's great. Yeah, it's one of my go-to tools for my four-year-old for sure. You just you just you jack go. you jack some energy into the most mundane things, and it mm-hmm. becomes it becomes Disney World. Yeah, like Tom Sawyer, it's like, hey, let's paint this fence. Oh, great, let's go do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good, wonderful, wonderful way, ways to be able to you know start reflecting inwards. And I think yeah, that that the point you're making about two million new new neurons coming online every single every single second phenomenal information and yeah like we have so much potential with that if every second of every day and i think we also have a lot of responsibility as well to um to, to making sure that those, those those cells are firing and rewiring in, in ways that we want we want to be in the world and people yeah people don't people don't want to be sad people don't want to be lonely people don't want to be negative you know these are yeah as you say these are these are subconscious programmings running these are not new unfamiliar wonderful pieces of new territory that we get to explore and see and where we as, can go as far as the food supply i mean i am definitely on board with you i mean i've got you know degrees here from uh from uh alan gaby and and um jonathan wright who wrote uh jonathan gaby alan gaby wrote um uh, nutritional medicine which is fifty-five thousand medical citations basically showing you how to use nutritional uh components to uh, deal with various medical issues. Um, and it's not talked about a lot in the standard medical universities because the, the impetus is, again, it's not, it's not conspiracy. It's just the way it works. You know, the, the, it's money. the yeah, it's, yep. they, they don't, they get the information channels come from the power sources, which yeah. is drugs and surgery. Um, there's a great book called uh, anti-cancer, um, uh, and in it, the author uh, references this this scientist who was just a leading guy that you know would write about various drugs and what they did for cancer. And he got curious about raspberries one day because they had wonderful healing effects for cancer. And he's like, "Wow, this is extraordinary!" And he looked around. He's like, "There's nobody for me to tell. No. There's no channel to get it out there. The raspberry farmers of America aren't going to you know pony up ten million dollars or." billion dollars or whatever it costs these days to get this to the front lines but that just isn't going to happen <clears throat> so yeah, it's, it's it's seriously unfortunate we had uh dr bonnie kaplan on the show pretty recently i could just can try and find her book there but she wrote a book uh, called the better brain and she i think she's in her 70s or 80s now i'm gonna get told off if i get that wrong but um she in the 60s she was studying micronutrients basically individual vitamins and minerals affect on disorders such as depression and anxiety and trying to get like other people to work with her for that and trying to get grants to, to study that type of thing was just absolutely impossible and it was a very very difficult challenge but she's actually went through had an amazing career a lot of research groundbreaking research in regards to how micronutrients have a huge ability to reverse a lot of serious conditions anxiety depression ptsd etc and um just when you're able to actually provide your body with incredible good quality nutrients you can actually start thinking a bit differently you can actually start thinking about maybe going for a walk rather than just like sticking on 
closing the curtains and watching a watching a show or whatever you know it's you know it can be really really powerful stuff and it's so so simple and there's two there's two well-known doctors um dr zach bush who i'm sure you're probably familiar with yeah and uh stephen gundry and they both came out with videos at the same time i just posted the uh Zach Bush one to my mastermind group and uh, got a lot of accolades. People were very grateful to see it. But basically back in the 1960s, they started to implement fa factory farming and they started growing more food on the same amount of soil uh, and, and depleting the nutrients from the soil. And so, uh, you know, uh, an orange today doesn't have nice. the same uh, nutrients in it that it did 50 years ago by a long shot. Yeah. And it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse with more pesticides and, and toxins put in and more nutrients taken out. So you can see the, the graph of, of that taking place and going up in the 1960s and right along with it is chronic disease. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Dr. Zach is such a, I love just listening to that guy speak. He's got such a beautiful way. So elegant and yeah, he's all about the soil. So yeah, he's, he's a good person to follow so a, a quick thing everybody can do i mean go find your local farmers go to your farmers markets um and and i, I mean me, i personally i buy a bag of apples at the farmers market it doesn't taste like the apples in the supermarket it's oh, no. it, they have real flavor and then you don't have to worry about the stuff that they're being sprayed with for you know keep them looking good for a month yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's absolutely bizarre in regards to the stuff that you can buy in the store and how long it and how long it lasts for. Even, and even the labeling is getting to be so. I mean, I, there's products coming out that are clearly not safe, clearly not organic, and they're getting labeled. They're they're being allowed to be disseminated in the in the organic section. Yeah, we can't rely on our our government bodies to protect us with that type of thing. There's there's so many foods. And chemicals that are illegal in Europe that are just everyday everyday use in, in, in well, this marketing of, of uh, pharmaceuticals is only illegal in America and in New Zealand. That's right. It's bizarre. It's really bizarre that that's still still a thing. Yeah. All right. Well, fifty minutes that absolutely flew by. Why don't you tell us where people can connect with you, please? Absolutely. So uh, my website, consultterra.com, you can reach out to me there. Uh, there's a button that says let's talk. And there's some questions that you can fill out to just get some clarity about what is troubling you and what you'd like to shift. And then you can set up a 30 minute call with me. You can also find me at nashvillehealer.com. It'll get you to the same place. And for your listeners, Simon, if they just uh, shoot me a note from my website saying, hey, I'd like to hear your unzip uh, meditation. It's a really simple meditation to just unzip from the personality that you think you are and go into nothing and just experience being quiet and free for, for several minutes before nice. you go about your day. So um, that's a free gift to your listeners. Beautiful. That's lovely. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think we unpacked so many amazing things. I can't wait to get this out and people to listen. So thank you so much for your time today. Appreciate it, Simon. Thank you so much. Awesome. Okay, well, that is it for this episode of True Hope Cast, the official podcast of True Hope Canada. We'll be back with you next week. And if you want to connect with um, Dr. Perry, and we also talked about many different videos and different things that you can check out as well. I'll make sure they're in the show notes for you. But that's it from us today. See you soon.